2: Hello and welcome to episode 42 of the Who To Be a podcast. I'm your host, as ever, Jim Chisholm, and I'm joined today by the ant and deck of football writing, <laughs> uh, Rory Benson and Blake Welton. I'll let you decide who's deck um, amongst yourselves. Today we're going to discuss how I predicted a 1-0 Town win against Watford with a goal from Tommins. Uh, and then we're gonna preview Saturday's game against Everton. I think that's we're all happy with that. Yeah. Yeah, it as doesn't it,
1: count if you predict it
0: every
2: week. Yeah, no, it does. Yeah, five weeks. <laughs> it does.
1: You know, that's Colin Camp Carl- Carl- a hat trick.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, look, we'll come on to this at length after I've talked about beer fifty two, as we do every week. Basically, go to their website. Type in the code Huddersfield, and you'll get a thirty-pound crate beer for five ninety-five, which I'm sure we all agree is fantastic. Right, so two questions: uh, Should I be the one getting paid here? That's number one. Number two: A town safe, or were Saturday's celebrations premature? Um,
1: I I've said I said before the game in the press room. I think town will stay up from a combination of things getting enough points what whether that's 32 35 38 40 and the ineptitude of those around them um and after the game they've got now 35 points and i reckon that could potentially be enough points because of the ineptitude of others um around them um i think southampton had the best chance to really put pressure on before that game against chelsea they blew that stoke I, can't, I, just can't, I don't know where they're going to win um, You know, and get points from. They're obviously playing, I think, the Liverpool, aren't they, before um, town? And it's at Anfield and Liverpool are absolutely rocking at the moment with the Champions League exploits. So, um, yeah, I think it might have been a little bit excessive, um, but I think the writing's on the wall for the three sides that are already down there.
0: Rory? I think Stoke are, are pretty much gone now. Uh, you know they we, they need two wins out of the last three games to even tie level with town on on points and then goal difference. You know I mean both of their <laughs> goal difference is pretty terrible, but I back towns to be better. Um, I think on Saturday, hopefully town will get another win. If they don't, I don't think it's the end of the world because although Southampton have I think they have four games left rather than the three. I don't really see them picking up any points because they're they're in. They're in free fall at the minute. They're that side which I think probably all of us said earlier in the season, there's one side that doesn't win any games at the towards the end of the season. For me, that's Southampton. I can see Town picking up points against Everton, be that one or three. Um and yeah, I, I don't think they're safe yet. I don't think anyone will say that they're safe until they're mathematically safe. But even if Town don't win a game to the end of the season, if they take two draws, I think thirty thirty seven points will probably see them safe.
2: Do we want to talk about? I mean, it was a boring game, right? There's not much to talk about in the game. So, shall we maybe talk about Tomins in the sense that he'd been written off? He'd been one of those, you know, those people that you know. I'd rather Quan start. He's not lived up to his his billing. Um, if he's a confidence player, how big is that for him?
0: Yeah, it's, it's going to be massive scoring that goal and. Obviously, being the winner, it pays back. If that is the goal that keeps Town in the Premier League, you know he's paid back his feet and then some. Yeah. Um, hopefully, he does sort of kick on after this. Hopefully, he is a confidence player. Um, I don't. I don't know. We thought he was going to kick on after his goal against was it Stoke earlier in the season, but didn't seem to quite do it he's a frustrating player because he's got all of the talent in the world Like you, even when he warms up before the game you, know, you can see his touch you can see you know, he can find the goal in like shooting drills and things like that but it's just when it gets to the game it hasn't quite clicked this season obviously it takes time to bend into a new system especially one as different as David Wagner's to maybe what he was playing at Derby hopefully it, he's going to now show us what he's really made of show us that he is a Premier League player because I think all the talents there, it's just about applying himself and trying to do it on a more consistent basis.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um I, I've I've heard a lot of detractors of Tom Ince and that and i I'm first to basically, you know, if someone isn't really pulling it or doing the job or, or I think he's, you know, need needs saying, I will say it. But with Tom he's he's never his application and his work rate and everything and he's kept his head down and just keeps plugging away, getting in the right spots and it's just but a lot of it has been unfortunate and unlucky and you know it's nothing, it's not through any lack of trying or lack of you know you've got players in that side that maybe you know do try the hardest but haven't got the quality. Tom tries his hardest and has the quality. it just hasn't been going for him, and you know, and he himself is a very very honest young lad um I wrote a piece you know last week about those that have been giving him some stick lay off him because he knows he hasn't performed you know or things haven't been as good as they could be. Um, for him, you know, and he's his wor- own worst um, critic at the end of the day, and you know he knows what needs to happen and change and, and I think as Rory highlighted, he said he struggled with a new formation and a different way of playing, as opposed to the the, the more free flowing attacking, um, you know, impetus that maybe Derby County or Blackpool had, or or the other teams he's been in. So he struggled with that, but I th- I think that'll do him a world of good, and. You know, I'm hoping he can kick on now, like I think everyone is.
0: Yeah. I think, I think if you keep backing him to score and win 1 0. I mean, it, win, it yeah. will at
1: one
2: time, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it was me, you know, <laughs> giving him that confidence and stuff, but let's face it, uh, Blake, although you, must, you did write this, you know, piece in defence of him or whatever, uh, which I'm sure we've all read, uh, you also, when I suggested that he would score last week, said, what? Aiming for the corner flag. So let's not rewrite <laughs> let's not rewrite history. Um, let's not talk about Watford anymore. It was a great it was a it was a great end to a really boring game and there's not much else to talk about. Let's talk about Everton. Is this our only realistic chance of picking up any points in the last four games? No. Rory?
0: <laughs> I don't think so either. I think I think Chelsea was is probably there for a, a point, maybe. I mean I am not gonna say town are gonna go to Stanford Bridge and win, but you know Chelsea haven't been the force that they were last season. I think it it's, you know, not maybe not likely, but you could see it happening.
1: They've they've won there in the past in the cup, haven't they? Recently, year. Um, yeah, yeah. So absolutely. you know, better town side, albeit okay, better Chelsea side. But you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I also think Arsenal the last game of the season. It gives it a bit of a maybe a twinge now that Arsene Wenger that's going to be his last game. So you know, you'd think the players would be out to win it for him. I don't know, hopefully town will be safe by then anyway, but you would think from the way Arsenal have been playing this season you could probably pick up a point there as well, especially at home. So as much as Everton might be the most winnable game, even though you know, Everton are a top half team, there are points to be got later on in the season. I think Man City away at the Etihad, it's their last home game of the season as well so they'll be picking up the trophy afterwards, you'd think they would probably get the points there because they've just been head and shoulders better than anyone else this season.
1: Yeah, I I totally agree. Um, an unashamed plug for the Examinist, um, um, relegation predictor. I did that today. Um,
2: Is that just you in a in a cupboard? Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: um, beautiful minding, yeah? yeah. Beautiful minding. Yeah, beautiful mind all the permutations with Christoph Bueller in the corner Absolutely. as well. Sort of saying yeah. if we do this and they do that and mm, that. You read so. it here first. That's how it all works. <laughs> um, you know, so I, I actually had um the Everton game down as a draw. Um, I had the Chelsea game down as a draw. I looked at how West Ham pushed them really close and they had Super Joe Hart saving, you know, goals galore and that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then I thought City, no. But then again, City, it is maybe, the, the, like you said, it's the last game. You know, they it's hard to keep that momentum up when maybe some of them might be starting to look to a World Cup, you know, 50-50 challenges with Jonathan Hogg. Does Fernandinho want to, uh, you know, suffer an injury? It's Jonathan Odbear going for the World Cup spot. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So um, you know, so but you know, I've ruled that one out. And then Arsenal, I can just see exactly the headlines. The 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 nationals coming and writing the headlines. You know, Arsene Wenger's final game in the Premier League ended in how it has traditionally been over the last few years dominant forward possession but no end product and left frustrating the Arsenal fans. Something like that. So I reckon it'll be nil nil or one one or something or, or or something like that. So yeah, that'll be the three points, thirty eight points, and everyone else will flounder and, and town will stay up.
2: Thank God. Yeah. Supercomputer Blake. Super- it
1: computer, sponsored by Christoph
2: Buhler. <laughs> Christoph Bueller and B A fifty two probably. Yeah. Um how how should we set up against Everton? Um I mean, are we going to play for a point? Are we going to go all guns blazing? We know what Allardyce teams are like, regardless of who he's managing. I think we should just go for this game. Yeah. I, mean, I... you saw we took a risk against Watford. We put a long ball into the box. You had three runners, you know, everyone coming off the, the big man, De Poitre, and, and we, we should be scored.
1: Uh, yeah, totally. I think there's only, there is only one way way to play, and that's on the front foot. Uh, um in front of a packed out John Smith stadium crowd who will be up for it. Um and that and, you know, I, I think take the game to, to Everton and, and Sam Allardyce. Um I don't think it's gonna be pretty, even if town do take the game to them. I, I do think the way Everton's set up, um you know stifles and just basically tries to make it into a battle to send it into a battle one thing that is key is to stop the, the marauding full backs of Baines and Coleman who's getting more, better since his long uh, layoff uh, and that um, but if they can do that they can su- stop that supply line I think you know they've got um, you know they've got all chance to maybe nick it again with a 91st minute Tomlin's goal <laughs> absolutely don't,
2: don't be trumping my <laughs> predictions what do you think Rory
1: um I don't know. I'm I'm I
0: obviously, you know, I think as most people want to do, you wanna see attacking football, especially at home, you know, go out and win the game in the first twenty minutes and then then you're able to sort of sit back in a two goal cushion and, you know, defend. But my problem with that against Everton is the pace that they have on either wing. I think having Theo Walcott and Yannick Balassi coming down the wings mm-hmm. as much as, you know, town like to attack with their full backs in, in Hadajanae and uh, and whoever plays on the left wing, whether Malone, Lever or Congelo, I think it just might leave them a little bit open towards the back. Schindler and Zanka have been outstanding this season, but aren't the quickest centre backs in the world. I mean, Schindler's getting rolled a bit more than
2: he yeah. was at the beginning of the season. Particularly if we play a high line and, and you've got that pace in, that could be dangerous.
0: Yeah, and I just think a high line will be exposed by Walcott and Bellassi. Um And, you know, Schenk. Cenk Tosin in the middle although he's not scored as many goals as maybe he deserved he's, he's strung some decent performances together so although I would still say go out and, and take the game to them try and get that first goal in the first half you do have to be very wary of Everton because as much as they may have struggled this season as to where people thought they were going to be after the amount of money they spent in the summer they do still have the pace to really hurt you on the counter-attack and that's how Allardyce will play
1: I can't believe uh, Yannick Belas yeah I can understand but blind alley Theo Walcott you worried about blind alley Theo Walcott he's, he's scored. Scored the winner. he scored he scored the winner
0: in, in, earlier on in the week he, as much as he you know he, he might not be able to shoot straight he has the pace to get in behind and cause problems
1: yeah I, I'm not a Theo Walcott fan as obviously the last statement um, you know suggests um, I think he's just he, he's got all the pace he's got all the pace but no idea really when it comes to to it and throughout his Arsenal career he'd go and he's, he's got a great record against Newcastle as well he used to love scoring hat tricks against Newcastle and then he'd do nothing else the rest of the season but then he'd look at it and he's like oh he got seven goals last season and it's like yeah it was three or, three or four of them against Newcastle. Well, that, well there was a reason that he stayed at Arsenal <laughs> for such a long time. Yeah, so, I, think,
0: I think he's uh, you know he's been an England player I think he's he's better than you give him credit for and I think he you know it, it, he is all about pace but that's what the Premier League has been about in recent seasons. So it's all about being sort of getting around the back, being able to cause problems, and then pass it to someone who can shoot.
1: I'm just hoping I'm not going to eat these words, and Theo's going to score, and then basically run straight to me and cup his ears, but you know, <laughs> Harry Bun style, <laughs> Harry Bun style. But yeah, I'm I'm still not convinced on it. And Theo, you know, obviously a, an an honest, nice lad, but you know, um, oh old, old, old pace, no idea. All about that pace. Yeah.
2: Predictions. Unless anyone has anything else they want to say about the Everton game.
1: Um, no, I don't think so. I just, I just don't think it's. I think it's going to be maybe another a bit similar to what. It's going to be a proper
2: bar, isn't it? Um, prediction, Rory. One nil to Huddersfield
0: Town. Who scores? Christopher Schindler. Christopher <laughs> Schindler, like a set from piece from the corner, yeah, yeah from like the corner that. What about you, Blair. Most um, it'll be flick on. That, yeah. I'll be honest.
1: Manchester. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna go nil nil. Um, who's, so- <laughs> who's, who's the man of the match? <laughs> who's the man of the match? Um, I. Yeah, I think the man Jordan of the match Pitford. is gonna be Jordan Pitford. Yeah, right. yeah, he's like Town's gonna take the game and basically and then there's gonna be a really, really terrible tackle. No one's gonna get really badly injured, but you know, Sam Allardyce will go berserk <laughs> again. You know, um and that and yeah it'll be nil nil be lots of grit and determination and Jonathan Hogg will revel in it but there'll be ultimately no goals.
2: I'm gonna go one all, uh, I'm gonna go De Poitre, because that Tommins joke's old now, it's deadly serious. Uh, and I don't I think Theo Walcott might score just to <laughs> just, eat my words. Yeah, exactly. So, right, I mean, I haven't put this in just because it's controversial and just so don't abuse me on Twitter. But David Wagner, link to Chelsea, could it be a possibility? So first we've got to answer, is Conte definitely going?
1: I, I think Conte's definitely yes. going. So, we all, in unanimous decision on Conte leaving in the summer here. Yeah, yeah, I expect so.
2: And so the next question is, why, why David Wagner? Why would he take such a risk
1: like that? Oh, well, that's a different way of phrasing it. Why would he take such a risk as opposed to maybe Chelsea taking the risk on, on him? Why
2: would they both take the risk? It's a, it's a big risk on, on both sides.
1: Well, I don't think they will, either of them. I don't yeah. think, I don't know.
0: I don't, I, this link I just think just a bit ridiculous because Chelsea will hire someone who demands a massive wage and is a household name. And then they'll Malibu. sack him within a year. Probably Melbourne, yeah. And then probably sack him within a year when they don't win the league. So I don't know. It doesn't make sense for Chelsea. It doesn't make sense for David Wagner.
1: It I'm is, it off. it is a strange one Um, it obviously was broken um, from the Telegraph um, one of the journalists down there and he made it quite he didn't just say David Wagner's been linked he made quite a good reasoned argument for why he's being linked and also why he won't get the job he said uh, he said and he claims that you know sources close to Abramovich they can't compete anymore with the dominance of Man City and just basically you know buying you know hundred million pound players they you know they've tried that they've done it and it's worked for for a while when no one else could do it but now they can't do it so they're looking at different ways of doing things um and one of them was basically someone who could basically get the best out of you know players who maybe you know would be under the man city radar who maybe are in the academy there or maybe those that um you know are you know, in the academy, or, or those that are at other clubs who, you know, maybe are on the peripherals of being household names, but not household names. So, for that reason, David Wagner would, is, is, has been mentioned. Um, He was a nobody, you know, in, in British football when he came here, and he's basically become a somebody in British football and made town, you know, a, a, a club that people know and put the club on the map again. So, that, that makes sense. But then he did then go and say however you know basically what Rory said about being you know a club who will basically they can't wait around for something to go to grow you know they haven't got that patience they want someone big time blockbuster and basically you know then just sack and get another blockbuster manager but you know I'd liken it to to Bournemouth with Eddie Howe
0: when they stayed up the first season everyone was linked Mm -hmm. to him like you know is Wenger going to step down and Eddie Howe's going to take that job? You know, He was linked to every single job, but ultimately one of the big teams isn't going to take a punt on, on someone who's sort of kept one championship team up once because it's a different skill set. So I think you know, David Wagner, fingers crossed he'll be at town next season, but I don't think he'll be at a top four Premier League club.
1: It, it is. The, the Eddie Howe's definitely an interesting one um, because... I think we were at Brighton a few weeks ago, and um, I was having a conversation. Someone saying how great Gareth Ainsworth is um, at that level, but he will never manage any higher than, than than Wickham, and it's it's a bit of a weird managerial conundrum where you know Dean Hoyle has obviously done great to break that by sacking Chris Powell and bringing in an un- unknown, and at some point one of the big sides or some someone's got to have to break that cycle again and you know that's maybe why you know the Chelsea so someone's you know got to do it at some point
0: I don't see the point of a big side breaking that though because they've got all the money in the world so they can just do you know buy whatever players bring in a manager who's proven because they will leave at whatever club and then go to that club if they wanted to take a punt you know you're talking teams that are going to take a punt are sort of Everton and below yeah, because they've got nothing to lose Yeah, whereas if a top four team takes a punt on a manager and they can't do it and they finish outside the Champions League for one season that's the end of the world for a club like that So would you Whoa. say
1: Allardyce maybe we're talking about Conte would you maybe say Allardyce is someone who is you know, getting rated by the Everton fans he might step aside and we should be worried more about the threat of Everton coming in for the likes of Wagner as opposed to Chelsea I would
0: say that's more worrying do I think Dave Wagner will leave Huddersfield town for Everton I don't. I'm not sure because as much as Everton are an ambitious club, and you know they're a well-established Premier League side, so never dropped out of the league. I just I don't see that step being that big, especially if he keeps Huddersfield Town in the Premier League this season. At some point, Carlo
2: Ancelotti will simultaneously manage all top four teams. <laughs> I think. Um, speaking of top four teams. Or teams that used to be top four.
1: I was gonna say yeah, but
2: Arsenal and Arsene Wenger. We 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 can't not talk about this, can we? Wenger impact legacy. Did he jump? Was he pushed? Just go for it. Just just talk.
0: Go on, Ben. Now. Uh, I think I think he was probably pushed, really. Um, but I don't think that should detract from the job that he did. Not just for Arsenal, but for English football, because you know. I was reading some stuff up that Paul Merson said today obviously most of Paul Merson's stuff is uh, maybe not <coughs> worth reading but... very
2: popular amongst town
0: fans Paul well, yes, Merson exactly. well, what was his prediction
1: by the way just quickly Oh, have a guess 1-0 <laughs> town defeat yes right
0: um, but he, he spoke about when Arsene Wenger he was there the first season he was there the season before and then the, the first season Arsene Wenger was there and he spoke about the way in which they trained had sort of changed and the way in which they get their nutrition and things like that just completely changed under Wenger. He brought in this sort of whole, I guess, professionalism into football, which maybe wasn't there beforehand. And I think it's probably something that Huddersfield Town are seeing now after David Wagner joined. You know, they're, they're not allowed to live a certain distance away from the training ground. You know, everything is, is strictly, you know, uh, in terms of diet and things, strictly watched and it's on an individual basis. And I think we're probably seeing that now in Huddersfield as Arsenal saw it back when Arsene Wenger joined. So I guess maybe he's been tarnished over the last few seasons because they haven't quite got to that standard. But in terms of the money he spent against the other sort of top four or five teams as well, in terms of sort of when the, they were paying off the stadium, they made £20 million in terms of the players they sold and still managed to get Champions League football every season. So I think although Arsenal fans grew frustrated. It shouldn't have been directed particularly at Arsene Wenger. It should be directed at the the board or just the financial position of the club, where they had to just make money back because of the stadium that they built. Which Arsene Wenger built?
1: Yeah, um, I totally yeah, everything Roy said, and I've said for a while. Um, I liken David Wagner to a young Arsene Wenger in the way he's gone into a club as an unknown. It was Arsene who, it was David who. Um, you know, Arsene's a, a, I think a professor of economics. David's, you know, uh, got a master's in psychology, um, and and very sort of, you know, intellectual human beings who basically go about immersing themselves in the club, making them the focal point of the clubs that they 're at, and changing absolutely every facet from you know the playing staff, the coaching staff to you know the the canteen and 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 you know the the, the you know the kit men and the you know how they how they train as well, and exactly like that um I think David Wagner is taking it to a, a new level where you know they train on the t- at the time period of the games are going to take place, um. Which I think a few like Joel Lynch was saying when they first came in, he thought he was absolutely balmy or whatever like oh we're play- training at seven forty-five in the evening, um. So I've always said, you know, David Wagner is 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 a young Arsene Wenger or 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 whatever, um. And it is sad. It's very sad personally for me, um. I've had an awful lot of uh, connection with Arsenal and Arsene Wenger for the twenty-two years because our kid is an Arsenal fan. She grew up with Dennis Bergkamp. She's got Bergkamp shirts, Henri, um, and just Francis Jeffers. Francis Jeffers as well, um, and 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 that, and it is just. So, and then obviously my best mate and, and now the girlfriend and all her family. So, it's going to be a, 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 an end of an era for a lot of people, not just Arsenal fans, but an awful lot of football fans. Um, You know, a bit like when Fergie retired. Um and that, and what Fergie did, you know whether you liked Fergie when he was a manager or not. It's, uh, you know, and uh, if anyone's got any spare tickets out there, I've got a load of family and friends who are we trying know. to get it. We so. know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thanks, Jim. So, um, yeah, so it's going to be great, and I'm just so, you know, proud to actually be be there for his last game and be covering it from a its owner perspective. So that's
2: all very positive, and I would echo those sentiments. You know, you can't underestimate that revolutionary transformation that he you know created in the English game but others would say he's kind of become his own David Moyes and the question really is will he be remembered for that legacy or will he be remembered for the what do what you call it kind of slow managed decline mm. of Arsenal Football Club over the past five years
0: I think uh, history will paint him in a, in a very, very good light. He'll get a statue outside the Emirates. You know, he'll he'll be remembered as one of the greats. He'll be remembered alongside Alex Ferguson
1: yeah. because
0: they're at the same time period. Because of the longevity of their careers at the highest level, um, it'll be interesting. Interesting to see where he goes now. I know, like in interviews in the past, he's not turned down. He's not said no to international management in his future. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. You know where he goes from there. I There's always spoken. talk of
2: of PSG, wasn't there? But shells yeah. going there, so.
1: Yeah, I, I think president. I think maybe president. You know, they're there, but I don't know. Of which country? <laughs> of, of Paris Saint-Germain. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, so, he, but I can't. I don't know. I, I can. I, I don't know. I think he maybe he's got one last job in him, and maybe you know, depending on what France do in the World Cup, maybe France he would love to do that. Possibly, yeah. I don't
0: know. I, has he, I wouldn't rule him out the England. Job, England, to be fair. yeah, England. Because I mean, if Southgate, it, it, if, I don't know. There's a, from what I can see in the England squad now, it's going to be another terrible tournament. In the I'm trying to say we're not going to win the World Cup. <laughs> it, well, I'm going to say we're probably not going to get out of the group. I can't wait for Panama oh to beat us and then no. to just knock us out, but. I wouldn't be surprised if he saw that as an option because you know he lives in London
1: yeah he can... he's, he's, he's a very anglicised isn't he yeah, yeah. So I, and to be honest it
0: probably needs a dramatic change like that from an England perspective and I'd quite like to see you know what happens we've tried everyone else let's give, uh, let's give Wenger a go but it depends on whether it, you know from, from interviews he's had a lot of offers would he go into international management now or would he want another club job
2: for the FA is Wenger the conservative choice or the radical choice though
1: um, I think again when he when he came to Arsenal, um, they had George Graham and one nil, and then Graham left, and they had Bruce Rioch, and they were very much a, a conservative club, um, very traditional. I think Bruce, you know, Rioch when he left and got very, it was a curveball appointment, a bit like you know, again David Wagner here at Huddersfield Town. So, but I think he's grown into, you know being a revolutionary in the early days with all the players and the way they played and completely revamped to now being quite conservative. He doesn't even like Remus, you know, he got sent, you know, to the stands and he had to stand there and you remember against United he was there and why? Like, well, I can stand there and all United fans were gesturing. Now he just takes things. I think he's kind of mellowed with age and he's kind of there with his big puffer jacket and just puts his hands in his pocket now. So I think If he can find If right. he can find yeah, I think he is now more conservative than he was and maybe he would basically be a good fit for England. I'd,
0: I'd disagree, I think for England he would be quite a radical change just because of the style of football that he likes to play, like England at tournaments, I'll oh, pass it between the centre backs, oh yeah it's gone back to the keeper, he's launched our field and we lose the ball, great, you know, <laughs> let's do that 50 times and lose a match. But to, to have someone there who would just change the footballing philosophy, who wouldn't be scared to pick young players as he's shown throughout his Arsenal career. Someone who's going to be there saying we're going to keep the ball, but you know we might be methodical in our build up, but you know we're going to try and play nice looking football rather than the traditional England brand of football.
1: So I
0: don't know. I, I would say it's a bit more radical than than maybe just bringing in I don't know your run of the mill
1: Sam Allardyce style England manager. I I try not to watch England unless I want to fall asleep, but I. I correct me if I'm wrong, I thought Southgate was trying to bring younger players through and play out from the back with the likes of John Stones and to that. I, I don't it's, know. I could, it's you know. picking
2: and choosing. Like when we when we played Germany and you matched them 3-4-3 three, three and tried to outpass them. It's, you've, you've got to pick and choose when you're going to play that kind of football. Uh, and I just don't think we have the players to play it with your top five, six nations. Mm. So, I mean, we've kind of touched on it before, with the Chelsea thing but who do Arsenal how can you replace Arsene Wenger
1: well th- this is something and I, I've jokingly said and again I don't want people tweeting and saying I'm f- pushing at Wagner to become Wenger I'm Arsenal. tweeting out straight you know <laughs> you're um, you his agent or I, 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 I've you know uh, one thing I will just go back just before is the fact that um, the downfall of Wenger in the last few years has been a stubbornness to change and adapt, um, and, and that and that's maybe a cautionary tale for David Wagner next season going on. You know, he he can't keep playing the same formation, the same way, and you know, because people are catching on and will catch on further, and it'd be sad to see the same sort of You know. Decline that Wenger's had, you know, that Wagner might, may or may not, because he does, he goes down the same path. Having said that, Arsenal, um, Wenger has been seen off so many young pretenders Uh, Roberto Martinez when he was the first year at Everton, he was always the next one, Ronald Koeman, um, you know, um, the the, the guy, um, the Aston Villa Remy guard, he came in, he did great in France, Aston Villa. You know, oh, he was in Arsenal's one of his first signings. You know, he's seen them all off, so it, it is difficult to find out who he's going and and I've got no idea. You know, at the moment, you know?
0: whoever goes, it will be the same as as Moyes going to Fergus is going to, Ferguson, is going to uh, Old Trafford after Ferguson left. They'll be sacked within a, within a season. I you think. think? Yeah, it's a poison chalice yeah. because, as much as, you know that if results don't improve and they're probably not going to improve in front of in you know. It, it, as soon as this next manager takes over if they start losing games like United did they just keep losing games and you can't get out of that spiral and I just think people then look back at Ben and be like oh what a great job he's done and then the managerial turnover will start happening and then they'll wait for a big name to come become available as United did um, and, and it'll be like it, it's just a poison chalice to take a thing and I, I think whoever takes that job you know they've got to have a pretty strong idea of where they're going to take Arsenal in order for it to work for them because I just don't see it happening.
2: There you are, Arsenal, down with the Christmas trees, 2018. Right, I've got one last thing, safe standing. You've popped that on there, Blake. What would you like to say about safe standing?
1: Uh, Well, obviously you know, we, we spoke at length so I'll keep it brief. We did speak at length about it last week but obviously since then we've had the um safe standing um, parliamentary petition and it's I believe it's gone over a yeah, yeah
2: no? and eight, nine last time I checked. Fastest growing petition on the government website.
1: So it's um so that will now be discussed in Parliament, which hopefully then we'll see the, you know, campaign take a major step to becoming a reality um and it's just be quite interesting now to to see what you know we've spoken before about Huddersfield town and and what their position could be and then um Dean Hoyle was on a you know a Facebook fan fans group i best mention it otherwise you know might be in trouble the Huddersfield town family friendly group um and um you know he said you know that he didn't want to be a, a leader you know uh, it's not a priority and he will just follow um and he might actually now having to be sort of taking a stand on it um a, a, along with hopefully everyone else.
2: Yeah, well, I think that that was a massive U turn, wasn't it, from Dean Hoyle, the man who said that he supported safe stand and he wants to see it come in. It's what the supporters want. Uh, so was quite a surprise to I think us at HTSA and the Stand Up For Town campaign. Uh, I think the club need to do two things quite soon. They need to release the results of their survey, which they did back, you know, Christmas time. Yeah. And they need to clarify their position so we, we know what we're working with. Every other club, you know, Newcastle, Palace, West Brom, Derby, Wolves, etc. You can't hide from this debate because it's going to have an impact on spectator accommodation. So, you know, Huddersfield Town, you can try and be irrelevant in this debate, but you, you won't do it for long. You've got to pick a side, basically. Mm. No, so, well that's not like, that's not an ultimatum by the way that was just a, a statement of fact
1: <laughs> Yeah. so I don't know Rory any, anything else on it no
0: you know, I think in terms of most of the clubs that most of the clubs have taken a survey on it they've gone with the fans and they've said right we'll be in favour of it yeah. for you, you know, so I don't understand why the figures haven't been released because you know then there's nothing anyone can argue with if most of the fans have said yeah we want safe standing then
2: the figures I will guess I'm guessing here um, would echo exactly what the examiners figures out. Our was, figures were ours
1: was eighty one percent, and I think yours was ninety six. Yeah. So I I and again I've said no disrespect to HCSA the people that are going Mugabe's levels you know, of support. Yeah, exactly. So problem with that? <laughs> exactly. So I would probably say you know if you take you know the average of both of them, the middle value of both of them, you'd probably be looking at 87, eighty seven eighty. If I was
2: guessing, I would say that's exactly what the um. Town survey results would have come up with, but again, I'm just guessing. So, So,
1: or or at least around that. Either way, it's going to be, I reckon, quite resounding. So, um, yeah. And it's just, it's just bizarre. They've obviously got them, and and then, and I think maybe they have sort of thought, right. Okay, we have got them. Oh, they. Everyone wants it, right? But we've got a Premier League campaign to try and, you know, survive, which is understandable. Yeah, totally understandable.
2: However, you can do more than one thing at once. I will say, I do many things at once I don't get paid for any of it so I'm sure if you're getting paid for it it can't be that hard um, oh, it's not going to get me in trouble that is it we'll see, we'll see anyway I think we've gone on for long enough I think 35 minutes not much left to say other than thank you for listening um, if you enjoyed yourself give us a 5 star review on iTunes if you, don't, if you didn't enjoy yourself then you know, stay away from your computer your phones and all other electronic devices and until next week keep the faith